0: everyone. This is Michelle and welcome to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. Hey Suzanne, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. I love our topic today. How's your day going? Shitty. Oh <laughs> I'll just put it out there, shitty. <laughs> oh gosh. Well that means it's a definitely a no orange juice day. It's champagne yes. only today
0: champagne only maybe with a splash of vodka and (laughs) I won't get crazy or anything but it has kind of been a shitty day
1: oh my goodness Uh, well well if
0: 2020 wasn't bad enough with all the travel cancellations and everything else going on I was actually supposed to fly out tomorrow morning to go see some friends in Florida right I got news today that they have canceled my flight oh no and I'm not very happy about that. I wanted oh, this.
1: Oh, yeah. That is really disappointing. Really, really it disappointing.
0: Is. Well, but I guess it gives me something to look forward to in the future. I don't know. It does. I'm trying to find a silver lining, but I'm having a hard time right now.
1: Well, you know, my husband, who has a pre-existing condition, flew to Anchorage where we, he still considers home. We still have our home there. Because they opened up his category for the vaccine. So he hopped on a plane very spontaneously and flew to Anchorage and got his vaccine, which is just so exciting. I mean, who knew you could get so excited about getting a vaccine? I never would have thought it, ever. I know. And, you know, I spend day in and day out, looking for glimmers of hope with this COVID and that vaccine when it's available. Boy, it's although I'm not gonna lie, just a little bit of jealousy on my part. It's like, oh, I really am ready
0: to get my vaccine. Well, let me ask you this question, because he flew back to Anchorage to get his first dose of the vaccine. Will you fly back to Anchorage, Suzanne, to get your first dose?
1: if you have to. Absolutely. In fact, um, it was his sister who called him and said, hey, they just opened up your category. It's um, people 50 and over and anyone with a at any age with pre-existing condition. And I was ready to hop on the plane with them. I would have gone in a heartbeat. But when we dug a little further, we found that it was only for people over the age of 50 with a pre-existing condition. It wasn't any age with a pre existing condition and if you're over 50 without a pre-existing condition you weren't eligible so i didn't get to go but he still did and yeah and if they if they say tomorrow <laughs> they're opening it up for anyone oh i'm on that plane <laughs> absolutely so is he experiencing any side
0: effects because i've heard of a lot of side effects that come with not so much the first vaccination but the second one
1: no, the only side effect he has is just an enormous amount of giddiness because he was so excited. He was doing his happy dance. Yeah, he had uncontrollable g- giddiness, like, I've got my vaccine, and I'm thinking, rub it in a little more.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't see you taking to that very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway, <laughs> but what I was going to say, because you were talking about your flight to Florida, Is it just so happens that when he spontaneously jumped on the plane, he got um, notice from the airline that said, Hey, there's a winter storm warning in Seattle. Your connecting flight may be canceled. Just be aware of that. And so, and lo and behold, Seattle got like record amounts of snow, but Literally, it started snowing two hours after he flew out of Seattle. So he made it out of Seattle, but we had a few hours there of like, is he going to make it? Is he going to make it?
0: Right. Well, timing is everything. And it is. This was his time for his shot. So I'm so happy he made it up there. Now, will he fly back to Phoenix between the doses or will he stay in Alaska? I Well,
1: he said he was going to fly back just because we have family coming to visit next week. They're not staying with us, of course, but he wants to be in town when our family is here visiting. But I have a feeling when he gets kind of back in his groove in Anchorage, it's going to be hard for him to get on a plane and come back. I think home is home, you know, and I think it's been a long time since he's been home in Anchorage. So that's true.
0: And we just had some friends visiting us from Anchorage and he was very shocked at how open things seem here in Lake Havasu compared to back in Anchorage. And the way he was talking has kind of scared me about going back. So I'm starting to backpedal a little bit on this. But Rob, again, that's his home. He's ready to go. And so I do think I will go with him this time because, come on, Michelle, like, <laughs> let go of the excuses and just do it. Pull that Band-Aid off and be a trooper.
1: Well, I don't know if it's that big of, I, you know, it's like, be a trooper. I don't think that's being a trooper. If things are still locked down, if things are still, I mean, why go back? <laughs> it's my opinion, unless you can get that shot. You know, just enjoy Arizona. Although I feel like Arizona is pretty open, but there's still a lot of restrictions here.
0: There are, and I know part of Rob's reasoning for going back is he will get the vaccine also.
1: Right, which is good for him. But you won't because you don't have the pre-existing conditions and you're not not 50 50 yet. (laughs) Yeah, just rub that in. Yeah, for like
0: three more months. I was gonna say four more, but I think we're like down to three months now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. (laughs) Oh, but we are so off topic. We haven't even introduced what we're talking about today. Okay, well, before we introduce it, I have to bring up a
0: really cool thing that we found out after recording our book episode last week.
1: Oh, okay. What is it?
0: Because you know, I'm very into synchronicities and signs from the universe and everything. Right. So we recorded that episode on February 6th. And if you remember, I said my favorite real life couple is Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan. Correct. And your favorite couple was Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Correct. So... February 6th was Ronald Reagan's 110th birthday or would have been. So it was a very significant day in his life, but also in Queen Elizabeth's life. You brought that to
1: my attention. Yeah, because it was the anniversary of her coronation, her 69th year as Queen Elizabeth. And I thought, wow, because going into that episode, I had other people in mind as my favorite real life couples. And when we were talking, it was like, well, it was Queen Elizabeth. Absolutely. So it was serendipity.
0: Yes. It was one of those signs from the universe that we were on the right track. So even to go further, and it's not as big of a big day, but I looked up John Adams and Abigail Adams. And the only thing or the only tie I could find to February 6th for them was a letter that she wrote to John Adams. Oh, And while Abigail Adams' letter isn't exactly like a birthday or coronation, it still has a tie to February 6th. And I just have to say, I love synchronicities. I love those signs from the universe that say, hey, you're on the right track. And I thought that was pretty cool. And those kind of things really excite me and make me happy.
1: Me too. It's just so much fun. And I love how you say that, that it's the universe telling us we're on the right track. Which for me, it's not just the universe, that's God telling us that we're on the right track. Exactly. Yes. And I think that's a good lead into our topic today. Well, do you want to introduce it? Yes, because it is, while we're recording this, Random Acts of Kindness Week. I think there's an actual... February...
0: Seventeenth, Yes. I'll just interject. Sorry. I'm being pushy again. (laughs) February 17th is actually National Random Acts of Kindness Day.
1: Yes. And so we thought we would talk about how we feel about random acts of kindness. And I love this topic so much. From the very first time someone introduced this concept to me, I have loved it. It is one of those things that it's like, wow. The first time I heard it was Oprah Years ago on her program, I think she introduced the concept, someone had written a book about random acts of kindness, and she had that author on her show. And it was like she always says, it was an aha moment for me. It was just one of those things like, I love random acts of kindness. How do you feel I about do... it? <laughs> I...
0: Well, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. No, I absolutely love the idea and embrace the idea of random acts of kindness. And we'll kind of get into this a little bit more, but it does seem every time I try to do something nice, it goes wrong. And the (laughs) results end up being more of a headache for me than, well,
1: than what it's worth. I'm doing
0: it to, yeah, I'm doing it to be nice. So I, I kind of lose track of words there. I'm just doing it to be nice, to do something to say, hey, let me do this for you. And it always comes back and bites me in the ass.
1: That's the good way to say it. That is a good way to say it. And again, I can think back to way back in the day. And this is always when I had little kids and I was home drinking my coffee and I'd have Regis filming on his morning talk show. And he used to always say every time he'd do something kind for someone, he always used to say, oh, my mom always used to say, no good deed goes unpunished. And I always thought, God, that's the weirdest thing to say. But I think that that's exactly what you're saying is no good deed goes unpunished. And I have a theory about that. But first, I want to hear some of the good deeds you've done that have basically bit you in the butt.
0: Right. Well, I will go ahead and just clarify that random acts of kindness that go wrong only seem to happen to me. Like Rob... (laughs) When they happen to him in that spontaneous moment, he comes out like a rock star, but not me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Give me an example.
0: Okay. Well, many years ago, we had a friend's daughter who was getting married in Hawaii. One of our other friends had booked a ticket for him and his wife was going to stay home with the kids. And I thought, well, that's kind of shitty. Why don't we all go? And I had extra miles in my account. So I told her if she could get a sitter or someone to watch the kids I would just give her mileage to get a ticket, which I thought was such a nice thing to do. Let's all celebrate together. Husband was pissed.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: You would think he'd be so excited that his wife was going to be able to join him on this trip, but we got a little bit of smack about it. And I'm like, why the hell did I even try? Because I really just thought for this group of friends, the celebration of the daughter's wedding, everyone should be there. And so... It ended up being okay. And I think he appreciated it after the fact, but it did give me a headache and I was upset with myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have been upset with yourself. You shouldn't have been upset with him, but (laughs) I'm sure the question we're all asking is what about that upset him? Did you ever find out? I'm not
0: sure. I, maybe he thought it was just time for him to get some downtime away from the wife and kids, uh, hang out with his buddies, have some drinks, not be judged. I don't know. Yeah. I would think like if someone had done that for me, or I think Rob would have been excited to have me along on the trip. Well, maybe not, but I think he would be.
1: You can only hope. You can only hope. <laughs> yeah, but that that is a perfect example of no good deed goes unpunished.
0: Right. And then I have another one where Colton was away at college and he had a roommate that had nowhere to go at Christmas time. And Colton was like, can he come to have a Sioux and spend Christmas with us? I'm like, absolutely. Well, Colton was in Tucson and he was driving through Phoenix. So I said, I will get him a train ticket from Flagstaff to Phoenix. You pick him up and he can come spend the holidays with us. I bought the ticket, everything. Didn't think twice about it. I also then went out and bought a bunch of things for his stocking. So he felt like he was welcome because he was absolutely, it was genuine. He couldn't get up to make the train.
1: <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's I know. Bad.
0: <laughs> I know. And poor Colton was like, mom, I'll pay you back for the ticket. I'm like, Colton, it's fine. Like, I just wanted to do something nice for someone who didn't have anywhere to go.
1: And yeah. Okay, so but here's my question. Does that negate your random act of kindness? No, it doesn't. You still did something very kind. Yeah, you got bit in the butt for it. But it was still a very kind thing to do. And here's what my mom always says. That is another star in your crown in heaven. She says that all the time.
0: I'm going to have a very heavy crown when (laughs) you all get to meet my husband at some point. That will like my neck is going to give out under all the weight of the
1: crown. Yeah. Well, and my mom says that to me from as young as I can remember. She's, But I think her point is, okay, maybe you don't get credit for your kind act, but someone is recognizing your kind act and you recognize that you've done something kind and you get your star and your crown in heaven. I loved it when my mom would say that to me. Actually, there were a lot of times when I hated it because it's like, well, what good does that do me now? But then I've added to that, and, and I always say my stars are getting taken away today because I'm <laughs> I'm being so mean. So you can lose stars. <laughs> so your crown, you never know, your crown might not be as heavy as you think it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh, you cracked me up. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh, you just completely... <laughs> caught me off guard with that one. And I'm so glad I didn't have champagne or something in my mouth because it would have been spit across the room. How unexpected was that remark?
1: (laughs) But it's true. Is it not true? I mean,
0: yeah, it is. All I could think about was the Valentine's Day episode where you were being so sweet about Jeff um, and how you love him more today than you did the day you were married, but you hate him sometimes. So I'm like, uh.
1: Crown falling off. (laughs) No, just the stars in the crown are falling. Uh, Yeah, well, your whole crown might fall off, Suzanne. You're mean. Oh, I I know, (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I think I've lost my crown a few times, but I definitely I have to earn those jewels or those stars in my crown in heaven because it's like I have a lot of making up to do for the mean days. But
0: we all have uh, those mean days, right? I I think you're right. Where. The best type of random acts of kindness are the ones nobody knows about, where you can just put it out there, do something nice for somebody and don't take any credit, just walk away. And I know those were kind of big things where they had to know where it came from. And I didn't expect anything other than to do something nice for for somebody. Right. So.
1: Okay. So here's my question. Oh, well, not my question, but I have a definition. I thought about this. And it's actually a quote from someone anonymous, but kindness is the ability to know what the right thing to do is and having the courage to do it. And I think that quote ties into no good deed, goes unpunished, because the reason you don't always have the courage to show your kindness or to do the right thing is because the fear of being punished for trying to do something nice. So if you recognize what the right thing is to do and you still have the courage to do it, you are doing something kind for someone, whether they like it or not. As long as the intent is there. That's right. That is a random act of kindness. And yeah, a lot of times we get hit in the butt for it, but we have still accomplished what we set out to do. We have done something kind, whether they like it or not.
0: Yeah, but not if you're Rob. Like if you do a random act of kindness (laughs) and your name is Rob, you get your name in the paper, you get like a medal. I swear the guy falls into the shit and
1: he is celebrated. I'm like, what the hell? Well, tell me something that he was celebrated for.
0: Well, many years ago, he was in Arizona and he had gone to Great Clips here to get his hair cut. She's cutting his hair and all of a sudden this truck comes screeching up to a stop right in front of the Great Clips, and this man runs in, and he has a parrot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a parrot. And the guy is panicked because they had taken said parrot out on the lake, and somehow the cage fell into the water. So the parrot was basically dead.
1: This is so random, I can't believe it. (laughs) But But go ahead. (laughs) I know, he falls into this.
0: So... The guy comes and he goes, I've heard that if you can warm up a parrot and you can rub him <laughs> it in a certain area, it will bring it back to life. I'm not kidding about this. I can't make oh, this
1: Oh, God, up. no. So he's
0: like, does anybody here have a, a hairdryer? Well, it's a great clip. So they have a hairdryer, but everybody's too afraid to do anything. Except ah, for Rob. He has yeah,
1: Robridge courage to do it. Yes.
0: He jumps up with a hairdryer and he's like, man, I'm helping you bring this parrot back to life. So Rob's blowing it with the hairdryer. The guy's (laughs) rubbing it in the spot. And all of a sudden, Rob goes, I kid you not, Michelle. It's little foot opened up and then it's eye opened up and we brought the parrot back to life.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yes. And in Havasu, they have something called the orchids and the onions. And he got an orchid in the paper about being a good Samaritan and helping bring this parrot back to life.
1: You've never gotten an orchid, have you?
0: I might've got an onion for driving bad. No, I'm kidding. I never, no, I've never gotten either that I know of. Right, and right. then when he was back in Anchorage many more years ago, uh-huh. he had gone to Mr. Prime Beef to pick up some steaks for dinner and a lady's car randomly caught on fire. <laughs> of, course him. It, of course it did. That... And she's yelling, my baby, my baby. Oh, no my way. Baby. So Rob reaches his hand in and a little schnauzer Bites his arm because the baby was a dog and he rescued this dog. And then he got recognition for that, too.
1: Wow. So his random acts of kindness are really like, yeah, spotlight random acts.
0: Right. And so genuine, too. That's just who he is. If there's a problem or someone needs help, he's going to jump in and do it and think about his safety and everything later. But yeah, that's just who Rob is. But he gets accolades and I get the onions.
1: (laughs) Well, but... (laughs) I still appreciate your random acts of kindness, even if you don't get the accolades because you truly are one of the kindest people I've ever met.
0: Well, thank you. And I'm not looking for accolades at all. I'm just looking for someone to have a better day because of it. Oh, That's all, yeah, yeah, I don't need to be recognized for it. I just want them to have a better day. So how about you? what What is an example of a random act of kindness you've done or
1: something you would like to share with everyone? it's not so much anything i've ever done but but here's the thing is when people have done random acts of kindness for me it's that thing that's in your brain for the rest of your life i'll give you an example back in the day jeff and i you know it was one of those things where sometimes it hurt to buy diapers for the kids just not having the money to get the thing the necessities You know, and we had three young children and some days were just like that. Anyway, one day, Jeff went to the grocery store. He got the necessities and he gets to the counter and he couldn't write a check because he knew we didn't have enough money in our checking account to clear. So he went for his visa and he was going to put it on the visa and he didn't have the right wallet with him. So he didn't have his credit card. So she had checked him out. All he had to do was pay. He didn't have the checkbook. He didn't have the credit card. And he stood there and he knew he had to bring those diapers home. And the man behind him said, I've got this. And he bought our groceries for us. And he gave Jeff his business card and said, hey, if you want to pay me back, feel free. If you don't, that's okay. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, that had to have happened 30 years ago. And I still remember that random act of kindness that dear, dear man paid for our groceries. And for the record, Jeff did go and pay him that week.
0: That is a wonderful story. And it makes me want to go out and help
1: everybody. Like how kind was he? Yes, I know. And so it's not so much my random acts of kindness. The things I remember, the people, the things that people have done for us And that's my whole point is we remember that stuff. You remember when, and maybe for him, it wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe it was, maybe he knew it was the right thing to do and he had the courage to do it. What an incredible gift that was to us.
0: Oh, absolutely. And wasn't there a time more recently where we were getting off of a cruise and you had to get to the airport, you had scheduled a car and it never showed up?
1: Yeah. And something like that happened there too. Yes. Yes. Because we were in France. No, Italy. We were in Venice. And we had to leave the ship at 5 a.m. And the drivers in Venice were on strike. We had a driver scheduled. We're going up and down the port looking for our driver. They all have signs with names. There's one driver there for us. And we had to get to the airport and Jeff (laughs) saw this van of people and he was like pleading, you know, can we get a ride? Can we get a ride? And they said, sure, you can get a ride. It's 50 euro, get in or 20 euro or whatever it was. I don't even remember. Get in. So we threw our bags in the van. We got to the airport and we realized we had left all of our euro in our cabin as a tip because we thought, oh, we'll never need these zero again, because we were getting on a plane and flying right back to the United States. And so we had no way to pay for our ride that we had just hitchhiked. <laughs> and, <laughs> and one of the other passengers in this van whipped out his zero and paid for us. And it's like, holy cow, nicest thing someone's ever done for us. And that's what I always say. It's like, you feel like it's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for you when you're in a situation and someone bails you out of it, whether it's money related or anything else.
0: And that is so true. I remember several years ago when I was going through the breakup of my first marriage and we had gone to a restaurant in town and I knew the owners, but I didn't expect anything. And it was a tough conversation. My ex-husband and I were having at that table and we went to get the bill, and she said, "It looks like you're already having a bad day. Please let us buy you lunch." And oh, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't forget those things. You do so genuine and from a place of heart and a place where she could see our hurt and how bad it all was. And yeah, that was right. a pretty incredible moment.
1: That is, and I have another quote here that I wanted to share, and it's by um, it's from Jane Goodall. And her quote is, what you do makes a difference. And you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. And I think if you say that to yourself every single day, every single time you're in a situation, you already know the answer to what you're going to do. You want to make a difference and you want to make a positive difference in this world. And you know what? It's like you choose You choose to make a the difference for someone today. I just love that. I love every, every bit of it.
0: I do too. And it just kind of pushes you forward in your own journey also to be able to help people out and expect nothing back is just really a sign of your own growth and your own steps forward.
1: And Right. Well, and I I have an example of something I just did the other day. I was cleaning out my pantry and I had, you know, when you, get a grocery order. And (laughs) for example, every time you get groceries, you think you're out of tomato sauce. So you order two more cans of tomato sauce. And all of a sudden in your pantry, you have like 20 cans of tomato sauce. (laughs) And you wonder why you don't have space for your new groceries. You probably don't do that. But Jeff and I are notorious. For him, it's canned corn. For me, it's Tomato sauce, you know. Every time we go to the grocery store now, when we place our orders, we get canned corn or tomato sauce. So stupid. So anyway, I decide I'm taking all this food down to food bank, and I dropped it off. And you know, it's still contactless. You you know, they have a cart outside the donation door, and so (laughs) I feel like you're this secret person dropping off food and then sneaking away. And, um, as I am drive and you ring the bell and then you get in your car and drive away. And when you drive away, they come out and get the food. And so I'm pulling out and the woman comes out of the food bank and she waves to me and gives me a thumbs up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just did something good. <laughs> you know, that feeling of, I just did something good. I just made a difference because they took my extra canned corn and my extra tomato sauce. Right, and
0: we drive by where the food bank is all the time in Lake Havasu and there is such a need in any community for that that bit of help and I'm always happy to donate anytime.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I forget though. You know, you get caught up in your busy lives and I just forget and I did as I was driving away from the food bank. It's like, I should be doing this every day. I could drop things off every single day. It just makes you feel so good. And it can make a bad day a good day because you just did something good for someone. And some anonymous person that I'll never meet, but I know that they're going to have canned corn for dinner tonight because I gave them my extra that we were hoarding in my pantry.
0: Have you ever um, dropped off toilet paper, Suzanne? I'm sure you're hoarding that too. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to throw it in as an ode to 2020. Or... Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not so much the toilet paper as it is the paper towels in our household because we are paper towel people anyway. And there was a stretch where we there was a limit to how many paper towels you could buy. And when that happens, every time you place an order, you order paper towels because you never want to run out. <laughs> um, we had a lot of paper towels. And at one point I did have to say, no more paper towels. We have nowhere else to put these paper towels. And yeah, I,
0: you're putting your foot down on that. I
1: did. And done. Yeah, no more. done. No more. And um, and it would be very difficult for me to part with a roll of paper towels. <laughs> but if someone needed them, I would share my paper towels.
0: Didn't I ask you for a roll and you told me no? No. <laughs> That's not true. No, that's not true. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So have you ever gone through a drive-thru where the person in front of you has bought
1: your coffee or your soda or your meal? I love it. It just happened to me at Starbucks the other day, like three days ago. I bought my coffee and my piece of coffee cake. And the woman in the drive-thru said, oh, the car in front of you just paid for yours.
0: Best feeling it, ever. It is. And you just go away with a smile. Right. And it's, you know, something just right. so small. And you just walk away with like this huge smile and this huge just feeling of sharing the joy, passing it to the next person.
1: Exactly. Pay it forward. At which my sister-in-law one year pointed out, she said, okay, so if you're in the Starbucks line, because of course, and I said, okay, well then let me pay for the guy behind me. And when that happens all day long, Really, the only person that's going to benefit from that is the very last person that goes through the drive-thru that gets the free coffee because they don't have to pay for the person behind them because everyone should be paying it forward and buying the order behind them, right? So really, there's only one person who gets the free coffee.
0: Right. So how do you handle that? Do you pay for the next person or do you wait until the next time you come
1: into the store and do it as
0: a random act of...
1: always pay for the next person. And in fact, I remember one time when this was in Anchorage and we were, the person in front of me paid for my coffee. So I said, well, let me get the car behind me. I'll get their coffee. And she said, before you do that, just know that's like a $22 order behind you. And, you know, so it kind of puts you on the spot. Like, do you really want to make that? Do you want to be that kind and pay, you know, when mine was $3 and 50 cents, You know, the car behind me was 22, but I did. I paid for the $22 order behind me. But you know what? You drive away and you feel good. You feel good about it.
0: Yes, everybody's a winner because you just made their day. And in some way, they're going to pass that on to the next person, even if it's not the next person in line. Somewhere in their day, that smile is going to radiate.
1: Right. See, because I believe that too, because I think you pay it. If you pay it forward, even if you can't reciprocate at that moment, You're going to pay it forward at some point. And that's how kindness spreads, because you're always going to remember what someone did for you and you're going to pay it forward to someone else.
0: You sure are. And I mean, it doesn't have to involve money. Kindness does not have to involve money. It can be as simple as opening a door for somebody who has their hands full or the the people coming in behind you or just giving a smile to someone who looks like they need a smile.
1: I know, except now when we wear masks. I was saying that the other day. day. This is so funny. I was in my shop and I had my mask on and a woman came in and she was admiring something in my store. And I do this all the time. I mouthed to her, I love that. I love that. You know, imagine me mouthing that, forgetting that I have a mask on. You know, so she's looking at me like, did you say something? did I miss something? And I, I had to take my mask off and say, I just wanted you to know how much I love that. <laughs> the smile thing, give it, sending someone a smile is a little more challenging when you're wearing a mask, but. Well, maybe it could be
0: just a thumbs up. Yeah, definitely. Or a pat on the back, but some people don't like to be touched
1: either. I know. I I don't know anyone like that.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to Eva the other day and I actually should probably save this for the wedding episode, but kind of the measures that they're taking around weddings for those people who are COVID sensitive or more sensitive, I should say. So I guess I'll save that for the wedding episode. But it was really kind of fascinating what they've come up with to accommodate that or to recognize that.
1: Yeah, I think you could give us a little teaser, but I think that I've heard of a lot of those creative ways to do things. Of course, now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of any of them. But I love that when they really go to an effort to accommodate people.
0: Right, I think they're going to set up some extra tables outside for those people who don't want to be in the heart or the thick of things. And then also something with wristbands, which she will help you, like a green wristband is approach me, I'm okay talking to everybody. Uh, The yellow one is small groups or something less. And then the red one is like, I don't want to really chat with you because I am worried about this. Wow. Yeah, but she can give you all the details on that. And I was fascinated. I thought that was really interesting to hear.
1: And I love that people are thinking those things through because it just shows uh, the tremendous amount of respect people have for others. I feel that a lot is that people really are respectful of how fearful you are. If you're fearful of COVID, They're very respectful. I know in my store, people are very careful to social distance. I think there's only been one time in the last year that I've had, we've actually had to have a customer leave the store because they wouldn't wear a mask. You know, they just respectfully wear masks, whether they want to or not. And I just, so I love it that people are looking for creative ways to make it okay. Now that we're sort of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with COVID.
0: Right. When I was in Vegas, we had gone to pick up my mother-in-law at the airport. So we went in the night before we had dinner there. And after dinner, we were walking to the elevators and an elevator was open and there was a man and a woman in there. They both had masks, as did Rob and I. And I saw this look in her eyes and I said to her, are you okay if we get in this elevator? And she said, no, I'm not. And she pushed the button and it closed. Wow. And I was like a little bit taken aback. But I asked, so I should have been prepared for her answer. And it really was okay. The other elevator opened up like a minute later. It wasn't like a long wait, but it was just that shock of her saying no. And instead of thank you for being courteous or something, she just pushed the button closed (laughs) right in our face. I felt like a door being slammed. Although I know that probably wasn't her intention.
1: That's how it felt. Well, exactly. And I think we have to remember that too. We have to remember that our actions really can affect people. So whatever we do, we have to do it with kindness.
0: Right. And had it been me in the elevator and someone said that and I was uncomfortable, which I would have told them to get in probably if we all had masks, I would have just said, thank you for recognizing that. I do prefer that. Yeah. And then push the button, but she didn't say anything. She just said, yeah, and, you know, it just was like, uh, and then of course, Rob was all indignant. Why, why'd you ask? I'm like, cause it's a polite thing to do.
1: <laughs> right. And good for you for being that respectful of her feelings, even though she was rude.
0: Right. I'm, I do have a situational awareness about things like that. So I try to
1: read people and how they're feeling about things. And you're really good at that. So can you think of any, Other random acts of kindness in your life that either have been given to you or that you have given? And maybe not so much when you've been bitten in the butt by it, but when it's actually been a good thing.
0: Uh, Yes, I do. Actually, one day a friend of mine, Jenny, had come over to my house for lunch. I made lunch, I actually cooked. Wow. Yeah, don't be so shocked. (laughs) It was a salad or something. (laughs) And afterwards, we were going to go see somebody, I think. And on the way there, she asked me if she could buy me a McDonald's ice cream cone. And that sticks with me to this day because I was like, what? You want to buy me an ice cream cone? Yes. 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 I want an ice cream cone. (laughs) So it was just so unexpected and such a treat that I didn't even know I wanted it, but it was so perfect in that moment. And I was so thankful and grateful for that ice cream cone.
1: Oh, That's so nice. That reminds me of my youngest son, Eric. Okay, because McDonald's twist cones in the summertime to this day, although I, we don't have a McDonald's around us, so I don't do this anymore. But I used to love to go to McDonald's to get my twist cone. It was also always my summertime treat. And when Eric was in high school, he would leave basketball practice. And on his way home, he would stop at McDonald's and bring me a twist cone that cost him 50 cents. And he's pretty tight with his money. But he and he never he's a man of few words. And he would never say anything to me. He'd just walk in with my twist cone. And he'd hand it to me and then he'd walk away. He is so sweet. How thoughtful. Yeah, so kind and never needed me or wanted me to say, Oh, thank you. You know, doesn't like me to make a big deal. But yeah. Again, something that sticks with me my whole life. My son used to bring me his my 50 cent twist cone on his way home from school.
0: And the best part about a McDonald's ice cream cone, other than it just makes you happy, is I heard it's actually like low fat yogurt and it doesn't have a lot of calories.
1: Which is why it was my go to treat in those days, because I cared in those days whether or not, you know, I was very disciplined in those years about my diet. So I would never allow myself to have an ice cream cone without feeling guilty. And him stopping and bringing one home for me kind of took away that guilt because it was such a kind thing for him to do. It's like, well, of course I'm going to eat it. But I would would do the McDonald's cones because I heard they were lower in fat and calories.
0: And that's what I like to believe. And now look who's getting us off track. I know.
1: Oh, (laughs) I was going
0: to say me. It's not you
1: this time. I'm talking about McDonald's ice cream cones, but you started it. That's true.
0: (laughs) Yes. So do you have any other acts that you would like to, to share of kindness that you've done or has been done for you that has
1: stuck with you? You know, I wish I could think of some off the top of my head because there are so many. And I always think that I always think, why when I'm put on the spot, can I not come up with one? That was really good because they, they'll they pop up all day now. Now that you and I have had this conversation, these random acts of kindness things will pop up all day in my mind. It's like, oh, I should have remembered that one.
0: Or I should have remembered. Yeah, I have a feeling that's gonna happen here too. It's kind of like that episode you wanna do in the future about um, if I had five minutes.
1: What I have to say about that is when you do a random act of kindness, that's the other thing where no good deed goes unpunished. Because if you're doing something totally random for a stranger and you walk away, don't you wish you had five more minutes just to find out what happened? Like how did that good deed help that person or did it help that person? Don't you just kind of want the final answer to that? Sometimes that's kind of the left unpunished part of doing a good deed is You don't really get the satisfaction of knowing that it worked.
0: Right. Yeah. If you could just be a
1: fly on the wall while
0: they received that little thing, just so you know how it went.
1: I, I get that. Although when we talk about the true meaning of a random act of kindness, it really should not be about the satisfaction of knowing how they reacted to it. It really should be about just doing something out of the goodness of your heart and that being enough. Don't you agree? That is true.
0: And with um, the day fast approaching, so February 17th, 2020, by the time you hear this episode or our listeners hear this episode, the day will have already passed. But I'm already thinking of little things I can do throughout the day
1: to uh, share some kindness, to spread some joy. Okay. So what are some of those things that you want to do? Maybe you'll inspire me.
0: Well, we have a favorite place we like to go to have drinks here in Havasu and This place, they're so gracious themselves as a business. Every Thanksgiving, the employees donate their time and they open the doors to feed the public. Anyone who doesn't have a place to go on Thanksgiving from 11 to 2 or something like that, they will serve everybody. So I'd like to go there. It's just a good family vibe. And I think I'll go there and anonymously buy a round of drinks for the people who are there just because it's a nice thing to do. And I'm not sure what else beyond that. That was really the first thing I thought of because while we were there for breakfast this morning and we were talking about this topic and I'm like, that's what I would like to do to start with or to end with, because at the end of the day, not the beginning drinking. Yeah,
1: (laughs) right. That reminds me of a random act of kindness I did um, several years ago. And to this day, I feel really good about it. So it was my son's, eighth birthday, I think. And we always had this tradition that we would take our kids out to dinner wherever they wanted to go. So they got to pick the restaurant and we would go as a family. Well, when that year, and actually I don't think it was his eighth birthday. I think it was more like his 12th birthday. Greg picked one of the most expensive um, restaurants in Anchorage because they had just introduced Kobe beef and he was dying to try Kobe beef. And we invited his grandparents to join us for that dinner. And, but you know, when we have our kids there and it's a birthday celebration, you know, I'm saying to my kids, yeah, yeah get the Caesar salad. It, you can, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah, we'll definitely have dessert. Yeah, get the Kobe beef, even though it's like $55 an ounce. Yes, we're here for your birthday. Well, my father in law, bless his heart, what before they came in and sat down at the restaurant, he paid for our dinner and you know this was you know then without me knowing it I had been telling the kids all night yes because it's a celebration get whatever you want you know knowing we were going to to pay for it and I ended up making my father-in-law pay for it and I thought that was such a kind thing for him to do well the next morning he and his wife were meeting four other couples at another restaurant it was their annual breakfast anniversary breakfast because they had all been married in January and they have done that every year for their anniversary. So it's a total of five couples get together for brunch to celebrate their anniversary. And they had talked about it at dinner. So Jeff and I stopped by that restaurant the next morning and I paid for everyone's brunch that day. And I didn't tell anyone that I did it. I didn't tell anyone who did it. And I told the waitress not to say who picked up that tab, but Jeff and I picked up that tab.
0: Wow. That is family taking care of family. I love it. Thank you for sharing that story. That's so inspiring. Well,
1: I love that story too, actually. <laughs> did you ever tell him? No. I think his wife guessed, but I never told them.
0: Well, now they know. If they listen to the yeah. podcast. Now they know.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure they probably figured it out years ago because they had, you know, what's a coincidence that they had picked up Greg's birthday dinner the night before. But, but it's, it's a feel good story. It's a feel good story. I felt good about it. I did something kind.
0: It definitely is. And the world just needs that because it starts with one person. And again, I am a true believer in it radiating out. Once people have something nice happen to them, that fills them up and then they share and it moves on, even if it's in a different way. I love it. I know. Me too. And I love that they have a national day for random acts of kindness.
1: I do too. I think that being said, I think we should go out on a happy note and just say, you know what, let's spend this day and the next and the next doing something kind every single day. That should, I should add that to my New Year's resolution. Do something kind every single day.
0: Yes, it's an amendment. I think yes. you suggested that for my New Year's resolution. And so that has already been part of my New Year's resolution, but I'm happy that you're amending
1: yours to include that. Yes, I and that makes me happy. And I would just
0: love to say that if I had the listeners here in my home, I would share a glass of champagne with all of you. So with that shared... Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of
1: ours for many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? I really think the hesitation on our part
0: came from all the unknowns of podcasting, the biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count, because we are a technology challenge. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next toast is for you. Cheers! Cheers.